Let us pray. Our precious Father, we want to thank you again for the opportunity we have to gather to listen to your word. We are trusting you with this program that you will teach us by your spirit and that you will open our eyes and cause us to understand your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So um, at this time of praying and fasting, we want to focus ourselves properly. We want to get the right perspective on prayer. Uh, from a scriptural point of view and what the Lord will want us to focus upon. So this topic is the right focus in prayers at this time of praying and fasting. So we need to be, do it right. If we focus properly, we do it right. You know, the world focuses on things of this world, mainly. But we focus on things of heaven. Up front, you've got to understand this. Our focus is not on the things of this world. Our focus is on the things of heaven, where we belong. Jesus said we are not of this world. We, uh, we are of God. So we need to focus on the program from where we are coming. And that's where we're heading back when we're done here. So they focus on things of this world, but we focus on the things of the kingdom of God, where the treasures of God are. You know, your treasures, the things you have are in your house. So the treasures of God are in his kingdom. In Luke chapter 13, verse 27, the scripture says, think, ab- think about the lilies. They grow and become beautiful, not because they work hard or try- strive to clothe themselves. Yet, not even Solomon, <clears throat> wearing his kingly garments or splendor, could be compared to a field of lilies. Think about that. Verse 28, if God can clothe the fields and meadows, with grass and flowers, can't he clothe you as well? Oh, struggling one with so many doubts. That's how I put it. Struggling one with so many doubts. Verse 29. I repeat it. Don't let worry enter your life. Don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. Need above the anxious cares about your personal needs. Verse 30, people everywhere seem to worry about making a living. That's what bothers them. If you ask them to pray, oh boy, that'll be the prayer list. It's all about money and jobs and the things of this world. That's what they're bothered about. But your heavenly father knows your every need and will take care of you. 31, each and every day he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately. Seeking his kingdom passionately, not the things that people who don't know God focus on. If you have a right focus, you have it made. As you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. See, the focus is on the kingdom. The focus is on heaven, not on this earth. Verse 32, so, so don't ever be afraid, dear friends. Your loving father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all its promises. You know, they said, you know, that Peter had the keys of the kingdom, something further from the truth. That's nothing further from the truth. The, the, the church was given, the keys of the kingdom is how to operate the kingdom of God and bring the divine blessings in heaven and make it reality on earth. So you see here, it's confirming that this kingdom wasn't given to Peter alone. It was given to all of us. So it says, verse 32, let me read it again. So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends, Your loving father joyously gives you his kingdom realm. It wasn't just Peter. All of us. Because we are sons of the kingdom. We are in the kingdom of God. So he says, and with all his promises, verse 33. 
verse 33 is amazing. He says, so now go and sell what you have. Are you serious? I thought we focus on getting, like the world focuses on getting. All the prior topics is about getting. Give me this and that. It's about jobs, it's about money. And here Jesus is refocusing us away from these things that the world focuses upon. In verse 33, he says, so now go and sell what you have and give to those in need. Making deposits in your account in heaven, an account that will never be taken from you. Your gifts, your gifts, your gifts, the giving away, your gifts will become a secure and unfailing treasure deposited in heaven forever. Verse 34. Where your deposit, where you deposit your treasure, that is where your thoughts will turn to, and your hearts will long to be there also. Say, so make heaven. Your treasure, focus on heaven. Right focus makes your prayer powerful. Wrong focus does not build faith. So now Jesus is telling us something amazing about to focus. He said, listen, don't, don't, don't let your prayer topic be only about you and your family and children and everything. He says, God knows you have need of this things and he meets your need. I told you that God anticipates our need, goes ahead to supply it ahead of time. But we have had a paradigm of, you know, thinking that God is, is uh, schizophrenic, that if I need something, God wakes up, oh, well, what do you mean? I think he now needs this. No, that's not. God plans. God is a God of order. And so that's what Jesus is saying here. He said, listen, what you need to focus on is not give, getting, getting, getting. What you need to focus on is giving, 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 giving. He says, if you want the treasures of heaven transferred to you here on earth, you you give according to the kingdom directive. Seek the kingdom for directive. If you give, give, it's a, those gifts, it's your bank. You store it in heaven. God's bank is paper. God's bank is showing into his kingdom. That's God's bank. The world bank is all these banks you see here on the street, but God doesn't bank there. God banks in people, the needy, the poor, those who don't have. God banks in investing in his work, investing in the work that saves lives. That's God's banking. I've told you before that if, how God measures how rich you are is not what you have in your bank. Because you leave that thing and pass away one day. What, how God, what God measures how rich you are is how much you give giving to people, how much you sold out to people. So now Jesus is telling us that we should focus on the kingdom and not just getting, getting. And the kingdom oppressed by giving, giving, giving. So focus on giving. He said, now say what you have and give. Instead of your prayer topic, is give me, give me, give me. No, he said, because God will give you so much in abundance because he knows your need. He doesn't just meet your need barely. He gives you abundantly above all you need. So he'll give you more than you need. When he provided food in the wilderness, they had baskets full of food. That's the way God operates. God will always give you abundance so that he will give to people. The Bible says he gives us seed to sow into people's lives. That's the kingdom principles. And so, uh, if you focus on the things, the blessing itself, the things of this world, you take crumbs, you won't live in abundance. But if you focus on God and the kingdom, you live in abundance, and not only living in abundance, you become a channel through which his blessing flows. So you either focus on your prayer topic this season, is about you and things like that, and then you get crumbs. But if you focus on God and heaven, if you do that, then you live in abundance, and then you can give to the people who need it. It becomes a channel of blessing. So what is really the blessing, and what are the blessings 
So that will help you know why you should focus on heaven and why your needs are met if you do that. Number one, Proverbs 10.22 says the blessing of the Lord. It didn't say the blessings. It's singular. The blessing of the Lord. It didn't say blessings. The blessing of the Lord, it make it rich. And he, the blessing of the Lord is now he, he added no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord produces abundance, as I was saying, and it does not all toil and then all those kind of sorrow and the sweat to it. Because in the kingdom, you are prayed by rest. You enter his rest. It's called faith. So the blessing of the Lord, it make it rich, and he added no sorrow to it. So the blessing is divine presence. The Lord himself is the key blessing. If you don't have the Lord, you don't have other blessings of God. So the blessing of the Lord is the presence of God with you. And so that's why God says, focus on me, because I'm the source. Stop focusing on the flow. Look at the source. Now, Genesis 15, verse 1, says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Listen to God introducing himself. I am your shield. You are exceedingly great reward. Not just bare reward. Exceedingly great. Abundantly above all you can think or imagine. And that's what you get. And then you can bless people. God told him, he said, look, I'm going to do this. So you become a blessing, a channel. People look for crumbs. The kingdom wasn't designed for crumbs. Jesus said to that woman, hey, the healing is the children's bread. The woman said, a crumb is all what I want. I said, okay, even crumbs will heal you, but the crumb is not for the children. The crumb is not for the children. Colossians 3.1. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above as you passionately seek for these things that are above, Jesus said your needs will be abundantly supplied so you can sell what you have and give to the poor. And now, for, verse, Colossians 3, I'm reading, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits, the blessing, sits enthroned at the place of all power, all honor, and authority. These are the things that make the blessing come in abundance. The power, the honor he has, the greatness of God. Verse 2. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. We, brethren, we must change our paradigm. We are not of this world. If you don't change it, you talk like people of this world. You act like them. You behave like them too. There's no magic to behavioral pattern. It's all in your thinking. The way you see yourself, that's where you end up behaving. As I say, man thinks, so he ends up being. You know exactly what you believe about you. So he says, hey, think of the heavenly realm, the superior and the most powerful realm is the kingdom of God, where we belong. We are in this world, we do it, and not of this world. You don't think, you don't let this world guide your thinking. You will be like them, limited like them, suffer what they suffer, and the glory of the kingdom will not be seen in your life. You live on crumbs. Colossians 3 2 says, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. There are distractions. The devil will love for you to live in that realm because that's why he's the God of this world. You live in that realm, boy, he got you messed up. He will mess up you. He'll put pressure on you. He'll put stress on you. He'll put you on toil, put you in all manner of stuff. 
and laugh at you at the end of the day. Verse 3, Colossians 3, 3. Your crucifixion with Christ has served to, te- to, to tie, has severed the tie to this life. And now your life is hidden away in God in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. You are not one with the world. You are one with Christ. Now listen, Moses knew what the blessing is. And he went after it. And boy, did he live an abundant life? Look at Exodus 33:15. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. God said, I sent an angel. He said, no, the angel is not the blessing. You are the blessing. You are the blessing. You are God. You are the blessing. He says, the Moses said, if you don't personally, personally, personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on us, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us, for your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on earth. That's why God says, focus on him that is in heaven. Focus on that that makes the difference, that distinguishes you, that brings the level of blessing the world has not seen in your life. Moses said, you are the source of blessing. If you don't go, how can everybody? We'll be like other people. We'll be like other people, but you make all the difference, your presence. Because Ignorance is not an option in this thing. We must know that God's presence is the blessing that makes blessings happen. He's the source from whom all good things flow. All good and perfect gifts come from him. He makes things happen. He makes the blessings happen. He makes healing happen. He makes provision happen. He makes deliverance happen. He promotes you, makes it happen. It's him that produces the blessings. You can't focus on the blessings instead of on the blessing himself. That's the wrong focus. If you do that, you can enjoy crumbs because God is merciful, but you won't see abundance. Jesus said, as you pursue the kingdom passionately, these other things will be met for you. We're going to see how it works, really. So the key thing, I said, Matthew 13, 52, there's no room for ignorance here. Matthew 13, 52, he responded, every scholar of the scripture, and you should be a scholar of the scripture, who is instructed in the ways of heavenly kingdom realm, what does he do? It's like a wealthy homeowner with his heart filled with the treasures, both new and old. And he knows how and when to bring them out to show others. When you are instructed in, in, in kingdom principles, you are like somebody so worthy, so healthy, because you find the source from where it's coming. Now you learn how that, that blessing that God releases is made manifest here so that people can see it. That's what Jesus is teaching. And then in Matthew 13, 44, heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. A person discovered, I want you to watch the choice of word that the Holy Spirit is using here. A person discovered that there was hidden treasure in a field. Upon finding it, not plural, not plural, singular. Upon finding it, he hid it again now because something treasure that is treasure to you is carefully kept, kept, kept. You hide it in your heart. David said, your word are hidden in my heart. He, hid, he hides it again because of 
uncovering such treasure, he was overjoyed. Now listen. And sold all that he possessed to buy the entire field just so he could have the treasure. Now treasures. Jesus said, if you, if you elevate the kingdom above everything else, start manifesting for you. That's the first principle. It start manifesting for you. If you don't, it won't. Now, that's what he's teaching here. Says everything else. Said, I found something of great value. Whoa, there's nothing here that compares with it in value. Guess what? He focuses on that. He doesn't focus on these things he thought were his, his job and these things. He thought they were the things that kept him here on earth. He's found the treasure. These things don't have value no more. He, this, he focuses on the source of it all. And then Jesus continued in verse 45. Heavenly kingdom realm is also like a jewel merchant in search of rare pearls. Now, plural. Now, watch how this Holy Spirit goes now. Plural. Rare pearls. Okay? Now, verse 44. When he discovered one very precious, not many, God, when he discovered the blessing, God Almighty, the Lord Jesus, when he discovered one very precious and exquisite pearl, one, one, he immediately gave up all he had in exchange for it. Now, value system changes. That's what Jesus is saying. Seek you first the kingdom of God. Seek first to know the king, the source of blessings, and pursue the things of the kingdom above all else. Then your needs will be met. Your needs will be met. So the customary fasting is, no, you can fast according to the needs, 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 needs-oriented prayer. Need, 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 need-oriented, need, non-revelation-oriented prayer. Need-oriented, we've lived need-oriented Christianity for years. It has produced crumbs, serious crumbs. But we should live revelation-oriented Christianity. Revelation-oriented, revelation-oriented focus that changes it from need to knowing. From need to knowing. Because if you don't know, you operate in ignorance. You think the needs, the needs, the needs are the blessing, the blessing. They are the blessings, but it's not the blessing. We should focus on revelation of who the source is. Paul said, my heart desires to know Christ and him crucified. That's what I needed. He got it right. He focused on it. Boy, handkerchief for his body, was, he was a channel of tremendous blessing to the opti today, to the church, to families, to men. The, the guy was flowing with divine, the thing was flowing out of him. He became a, a serious channel, a serious handkerchief from his body was healing people. This is not just about money. We're talking about the entirety of divine glory and the power of it all that begins to flow in your life, flow, flow out of you. Your wisdom, the what you say, you, you become a blessing. Anywhere you go, the things change. Things just change. So let's see Joseph. One man who went down to Egypt. And because of the presence of the blessing, he changed entire nation. Entire nation. He became their, their savior, quote unquote. Because of the presence of the Lord with him. The blessing. And he protected by revelation that blessing severely. Genesis 39, and Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down, Tita, verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. The blessing that make it rich produces the what? Produces good health, 
produces revelation, produces righteous life, produces the blessing was with him. And he was a prosperous man. He didn't even pray about it. He didn't ask God to prosper me. No, Jesus said, if you seek this thing passionately, you get prosperous. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. See, people recognize it. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace in his sight. See what the blessing is doing in his life. Giving him favor before people. Making what he does to prosper. The, blessings, the blessing of God make it rich. It brings abundance. Not just barely surviving. Found grace in his sight. And he served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had he put in his house. The man began to live at the level of the kingdom glory. The Bible says you shall be heard and not tell. This is the way it works. This is the way it works. The blessing elevates you. Now, it came to pass from the, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and, of, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. His presence, the thing was in excess, abundance. That's what Jesus is saying. When you seek the kingdom passionately, you have a lot to give out, sell, share, help people. So the whole house was blessed because of one man who had the blessing on him. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he, did, he had in the house and, he, and in the field. Verse 6, and, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not what he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-flavored. You see what the blessing produces? The life of Christ produces a life that is not the normal. Now, the, the next verse, um, it says, now verse 7, the, the devil came and offered Joseph and he, the world way of making money. You know, he offered Jesus, say, bow before me, I'll give you the wealth of this world. He does that all the time. Verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. As, hey, I, I can show you a better, easier way now. The, 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 the boss, the wife, man, if you hook on with her, you're good, man. All the favors in this house belong to you because she has a man's heart. She has the man's heart. You know, the world works on manipulation, cheating, stealing. That's the world. This is not the kingdom principle. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, now listen, my master wanted not what is with me in the house, and he had committed all that he had into my hand, accountability. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither had he kept back anything from me but thee. So he didn't give me you. I said on Sunday, you take what God didn't give you. It's not a blessing. It won't bless you. You're wasting your time. With time, you find that it will become rotten. It will become rotten. So, so he said, because you are his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God the blessing? He said, you don't have an idea. What is happening to me is about because of the blessing. I can't, I, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. God, Jesus said, focus on him, the blessing. Focus on him in your life and what you do. Remember, focus on him, focus on him. He said, no, I don't want to mess this thing up. Now, in verse, uh, verse 20, I want to see that the blessing works in any condition because the Bible said, God can make a way where there's no way. So there is no adversity 
You can't give reason why it's not working. You can't. He walks in, in prison. In anywhere Joseph was in adversity, the thing was working. Now here is prison. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph. <laughs> and showed him mercy. You see, in prison, the Lord was still there. Showed him mercy. Now listen. And gave him favor again in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph and all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatever they did, they did there. He was the doer of it. You shall be ahead, and you shall be heard and not tell. Verse 23. The keeper of the prison took, looked not at anything that was under his hand. Because the Lord was with him. Because the Lord was with him. The blessing was with him. The anointing was with him. And that, that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. See that. Now, Pharaoh had an issue which nobody could solve. Nobody could. See what the blessing does. It gives you divine revelation into mysteries that will catapult you from where you are to where you never dreamt about in your life. Now, a man's gifts will make ways for him. Divine gifting in your life will open doors for you. So now the blessing is with him. The Lord is with him. Now Pharaoh had an issue nobody could solve, but he had the blessing that could solve problems. Genesis 41 verse 1. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed and became, behold, he stood by the river. Verse 14. Verse 14. Go down 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon and he shaved, the, and he shaved himself, changed his raiment, and came in unto Pharaoh, 15. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamt a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I've had say of thee that thou canst understand the dream to interpret it. Joseph said, no, it's the blessing. Verse 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not in me. It's the blessing that manifests his blessings by giving revelations that's beyond human understanding. It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. God, the blessing is working. 17. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven kind, fat, fleshed, and well-favored, and they fed on the meadows. 25. Go down to 25 because of time. And Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed the Showed Pharaoh what he's about to do, what he's about to do, 29. 29, behold, there are come seven years of great plenty through all the land of Egypt, 30, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, 31. And the plenty shall, be, shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous, 32. And for that, the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. That the three. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years and let him gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities, and that, that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. 
And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants. See, the blessing gives wisdom. Make it rich in wisdom. Solves mysteries. Gives solution. Divine solution. Now, verse, verse 38. <clears throat> and Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a man as this? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. Remember, everywhere just everywhere they said, We see God is with him. Now, Pharaoh said, We found something about this man. The blessing is with him. The blessing is with him. The Spirit of God is with him. 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. What we are hearing from you, we have never seen it in this our country. Remember Egypt had universities and all the wise people. But Pharaoh said, it doesn't come from here. It's from, the, it's from realm above. Focus on the realm above. From where such things come. It doesn't come from here. Forget about all these plannings and you know, all this pretending to know what they are doing. People didn't know Corona was coming. Everybody was planning, planning, planning on the thing hit town. And up to now, nobody knows how to, what is going on. Until it hit town. It disrupted all the plans of companies, billions of dollars, billion, 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 overnight became nothing. Became nothing. And we learning anything. And so in verse, um, in verse um, 40, thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne shall I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have set thee above all the land in Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand, Put it upon Joseph's hand, arrayed him in vestures of linen, of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and then cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. Without you, Joseph, shall no man lift up his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. The blessing of God make it rich. Order your, order your focus alright. Stop a need-based prayer and go to revelation-based prayer so you know. So you begin to seek the blessing. You know the realm from where it's coming. The realm is not from here. It's not coming from here. It, that's why Jesus says, seek you first the kingdom of God. That's where it's coming from. The king that is there. You know? And we see, and then the, the blessing not only gives you solutions, shows you things to come. That's why the scripture said that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. We should live as children of light, not in confusion. You, I said it on Sunday. You should know the end from the beginning. You should know the end from the beginning. Joseph knew. Why? The blessing told him. The blessing gave him revelation. He doesn't want to walk in ignorance. He, he said, look, because you belong to the kingdom, it's given to you to know the secrets of the kingdom. Genesis 45, 3. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, that my father yet live. And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me now, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Listen to verse 5. Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourself that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. He knew why. He knew this revelation didn't come from man. It came from the blessing himself. Showed him the mystery about his life. This is why you're going. This is what will happen. So he put all this why he knew. He protected it. He knew where this was going. And it stabilizes you. That's what's called faith. It comes from hearing God. And so Moses' prayer was focused on 
the, the, the heavenly realm, not on this of this world. In Psalm 103, verse 7, he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. People are looking for anointing. You know, as a pastor, every time people say, oh, pastor, may God give you more anointing. And I look at them and say, hey, I need revelation. Nobody has ever told me, may God give you more revelation. Oh, no, it's anointing, anointing, anointing. anointing. I need revelation. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. People, they are looking, the Israel were looking for deeds, you know, the blessings. This man was looking for the blessing himself. And one, somebody wrote this. We see that God made his ways known to, to and revealed his character to Moses. In other words, Moses got to actually know God himself, the blessing. That's why he said, God, I can't move because I know you now. I'm not going anywhere. You are the blessing. If he didn't know, he would have moved. On the other hand, the people of Israel only saw his acts and deeds, took crumbs. They become murmurers and grumblers. What he did, Israel saw his works, but Moses saw God. That made all the difference between Moses and a bunch of them that were Israelites who ended up murmuring against God and dying in the wilderness. Eight crumbs. Jeremiah 9.24 But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me personally and practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character, that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. See what Jesus is saying? Seek you face the kingdom, know the kingdom, know the king. There's no greater knowledge than the knowledge of God himself. Paul said nothing is greater in knowledge than the knowledge of Christ. God, Jesus said, you seek that, your needs are met. God said, yeah, that's what I want you people to do. So in this time of praying and fasting, you've got to focus properly and seek to know him. See, another treasure of the kingdom of God is the word of God. See, it's, a, it's an awesome treasure because it's the word that God says. The word reveals God like nothing does. Remember, it's the divine revelation that showed Joseph the, the plan that nobody knew. So he saw the end from the beginning. And our Lord Jesus Christ, because of the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So we too can, because of the joy set before us, we stand in faith. When challenges come, we know how it's going to end. You know, again, um, it comes by seeking this treasure called knowledge. And remember that the word of God builds faith. It builds our faith. And it is this faith that it builds that will overcome challenges. That's our victory. Remember, it's this faith that makes us live a life that pleases God. Without it, we can't. We can't. So you see, the treasure of the word of God is, is indescribable. The treasure of the word of God. I said, God is the blessing. His word is also a blessing. Because God is the word. The word be kept with God. His word is so precious. It's coming from heaven. It's not coming from here. So you seek, you seek the things of the kingdom that's above. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We know, we now have this light shining in our hearts. That's the word of God. But we ourselves are like fragile clay, clay jars containing this great treasure. That's why Paul said, I want to know him. There's no greater knowledge than this. This makes it clear that our great power is from God. See, it reveals to us that, oh, the blessing is God himself. Not from ourselves. It's not from here. Look at what that, that word of God does in the life of somebody who understands how treasure, how, that's a treasure. Proverbs 4, 5. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words. 
or turn away from them, which a lot of people do because they don't. Ignorance is not an option. Verse 6, don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you, love her, she will guide you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment, verse 8. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her, she will honor you. She will place a lovely rest on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. Present you with a beautiful crown. That's what Jesus said. Seek you first the kingdom. To know the king above. To know the wisdom that comes from above. Forget about worldly wisdom. Forget about those things. This is the one that the Bible says is the principal thing. It says the wisest thing you can do is to get the wisdom of God. Paul said it's a treasure. It's a treasure. When you have it, nothing becomes impossible. Because the Bible said to them that believe, nothing is impossible. You move in the realm of impossibility. What greater blessing is that? You th- things happen through you. Things begin to happen through you that money can make happen. You change situations. You, cha- you change situations. You, things you disallow is disallowed. Things you allow is allowed. You change. You, you, you are in charge, man. You live in dominion like Joseph did. He took over from Pharaoh. Pharaoh represents demonic spirits. You come and chat, you take over. What things over you decrease is what is happening. You change circumstances in your family, change circumstances around you. You rule with Christ on earth because you have his word that has built your faith. That is treasure more than money. Money is crumb. When you have this, it will give you money, it will give you this, it will give you, give you revelation, give, men give you beyond what, what the kingdom of this world can provide you. See why Jesus said, if you seek this thing, every other thing will be added to you. So look at, uh, this is what Paul, now the prayer that Paul began to pray. Because Paul knew what the blessing is, what the treasure is. And he began to seek it. That Jesus said, if you do that, this thing, the, the, it, the rain will come on you. You see, we say showers, no. The time of showers is over. We were, promi- we were promised rain, not shower. Abundance, exceedingly great reward. That's what I look up to. I don't know about you, but that's what Jesus said. That's what God said. On Sunday, by the grace of God, we will look more into this blessing. I show you what the blessing really, the, the blessings, what it produces in the life of a man. So now here is Paul's prayer. Because he understands, seek you first the kingdom of God. Focus properly. Your prayer list you change from now. You must change your prayer list. You want to see the abundance or you want crumbs, it's up to you. Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Remember, where we read, he said, this wisdom is the, is the, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Now Paul is praying. You know, people who don't know this, they won't put it in their prayer topic. Say, Lord, I need wisdom. I really need you for, to give me wisdom. Open my eyes. Give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. That will catapult you, lift you to where you never imagined all your life. Now, he continues verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Know why God called you. What is there for you? 
and what the hope is expectations. What to expect in this calling that you become a Christian. So you just not go to church and go, no expectation, nothing. Things just happen and you react to them. You just keep reacting to things, to things. Just keep reacting instead of being proactive because there's no revelation. The Holy Spirit came to show you things to come. So you know them. See things that others don't understand. You see it's coming. You understand it's coming. So now he says, he says, uh, the hope of his calling that the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? To know how powerful the blessing is, what it can do. The, 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 Jesus said, when you find, when you discover the value of this gift, you sell everything. You stop trusting everything. You stop relying on them. They, they disappear from your prayer list. Because this one will take care of everything. They, they leave your prayer list. You tear that and rewrite your prayer list. Say, my God, whoa, I found this thing. I found this treasure, one treasure. I discovered it. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, to us as we believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above, far above our principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in, the, in that which is to come. Now, in verse, um, in uh, Colossians 2, 1, see the prayer. Prayer, Paul is praying. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you. Paul, why are you agonizing? And for the church in Laodicea. Paul, are you not praying for them to get jobs? Are you not praying for the things that we all focus on? Paul, can we see your prayer list? Please, show us your prayer list. What are you agonizing about? Why are you fasting in this period? What are you seeking, Paul? I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church in Laodicea and for many, who, who, many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand, that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. The blessing that make it rich, that opens door where there's no door, that provides work, that guides you to the job he wants you to have, that, that, may, that orders your steps are right, that comforts you, that the faith of Christ overcomes everything. The Bible says, he is that that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The Christ himself, the blessing that God gave us, the greater one in us, because of him, we have overcome the world. He's the blessing. Joseph overcame his world because God was with him. How about you and I that Christ has become, is living in us, joined to our spirit. Paul said, that's my prayer list. This is my, you want to see my prayer list? This is it. That's what Jesus said. Seek you first the kingdom and his righteousness. This other things will begin to work because the blessing will, will start, will be activated. It starts doing things in your life, opening doors, guiding you here. In this one, giving revelation, solving mysteries, telling you what to do, guiding you in life. And the Bible said, getting the wisdom of God is the wisest thing, the most important thing you need to do. Now, you see, in this time of praying and fasting, we need to really think again about the primary things in our prayer list. Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't pray for jobs if you don't have one. But you know, if you begin to seek to know Christ, He will guide you to the job He planned for you. Longest time because he has this thing solved. He, 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 the answers are there. He will guide you. 
As you worship him, Lord, I need to know you, Lord. I, whoa, I need my eyes to be opened. I need to know the greatness of your power in me, the blessing himself, that I might know you, Christ Jesus, my Lord. Open my eyes to understand your plans for me in life. One of them is, yeah, you need a job, my son. Tomorrow, call that number. You know, I, I, I had a member who, who was fired in Lagos. She was fired, and the only breadwinner. She was fired. So I went to visit them. Oh, the house was full of sorrow. You know, you thought, you thought that God died in the morning. If you came in there, we think that God died. And they, came, they couldn't find anybody to bury him. The place was gloomy. And I walked in there. I said, what's going on here? Oh, he said, she lost her job. I said, so what? Glory, praise the Lord. They were looking at me like I dropped from somewhere. I said, glory, praise if, you did, if they didn't fire you, you won't leave that job and get a better one. I said, God, God solves problem before it comes now. I said, you should be rejoicing. What's wrong with you? They say, I said, yeah, and I started singing. Before long, they joined me. We started worshiping God. I started worshiping God. I said to her, I said, now, take trust and start giving trust every morning. Serve Jesus. Don't focus on jobs. Focus on the kingdom. She did. This is a real story. She did. It wasn't long. She was at a bus stop in Ikeja. Bus stop. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. I'm telling you, Jesus said, God knows you have need of these things. I will supply. God is faithful. Bus stop, and the Lord said, look behind. She looked behind. It was one big company. And she said, the Lord said, go in there. Tell them you need a job. She walked in there. And they told the receptionist, I need a job. And then she went to the receptionist to see the secretary of the big guy. And then walked into the big guy's office. And the big guy said, you need a job? He said, yeah. I said, what, what, what can you do? What's your qualification? He said, I was fired from our bank. And this and I was the secretary there. Oh, he said, wow, wonderful. We need you here. And instantly they gave her a job, double her salary. Double her salary. The blessing make it rich. I'm telling you, it works. If she was focusing on God, give me a job, give me a job. That's the prayer of the people who don't know God. Well, it's good to pray that prayer. I'm not saying she don't ask for it. But she went another route of faith in God and said, this God provides all my need, supplies all my need. And God said, sure, I do. Here is your solution. Turn it, go to that place. I have made a way for you. I've ordered them to feed you. That's why I told Elijah. So I've ordered, I've ordered them to feed you, my friend. I've ordered that woman. Elijah, go, I've ordered that. I told Ravens to feed you because the righteous cannot, cannot be hungry, cannot be abandoned. He said that, David said, I've been young and now I would have never said the righteous begging bread. He said, no, it doesn't happen because God is faithful. But we have to seek first. Matthew 13, 45. It says, heaven kingdom realm is like it, oh, so we, we read it. We've read it before. But Proverbs 4.20 will be my last scripture here. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. You listen to this teaching. Let them not depart from your eyes. You listen to this teaching. Keep them in the midst of the heart. You listening to this teaching. For they are life unto those that find them and help to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Listen to me. Download the word of God in your heart. You hear teachings like this. I listen to teachings like this that I found that blesses me and reveals things to me. Man, I listen to it over and over. I will download it into me. I download it I, until it fills my heart, until it takes over my thinking. I download it. And what I by Saying it, I water it 
by downloading, they hear it over and over and over and over and over and over and over until I have downloaded the whole file. Spiritual file. Man, when I download it, I have divine app. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you again for the privilege to hear your word. You have encouraged us that we need to refocus. Leave these worldly things that people who don't know you bother about. We should focus on knowing the blessing himself and on knowing his word. He told us that this will be the wisest thing we do in our lives. So we learn how to activate that blessing from the blessing so that people can see it and we can see it. Activate the blessing of healing. Activate the blessing of prosperity. Open doors. It's all what you do. It's all what you do, even where there's no way you open a door. Father, I pray that you help us to understand these things and to download this thing. Help us that the devil does not steal it from us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.